0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or SleepNumber.com. I, I love you. your podcast. This is
1: gold. This is where it's worth that.
0: What's up, podcast fam? Happy Monday. This episode is a special one, one of my favorite yet beyond inspiring. Today, my guest is entrepreneur Adam Bremen, who was born with cerebral palsy and has been confined to a wheelchair his entire life. Not satisfied with the status quo of using his handicap as an excuse for being overweight, Adam not only was able to lose over 65 pounds on a keto-based diet while being restricted to a wheelchair. But afterwards, created a product from scratch with his brother, Noah, who was a fitness enthusiast and successful entrepreneur. Together, they created the brand Keto Crisp, one of the best tasting keto bars on the market today. In addition to Adam's incredible story, he has lived through significant loss, having lost his dad to cancer, as well as his wife, and has a crazy story with his brother as well. This episode is truly beyond inspiring. One of the things that really attracted me to having Adam on the show beyond just his incredible personal story was something that I found on his LinkedIn that said, I have always focused on positives, what I can do versus what I can't. And we get into that in depth in this episode on how he's focused on what he can do versus what he can't and has always focused on building a life he loves. Before we jump into this episode, please take a moment. And check out his website, KetoCrisp.com. You can also go to TasteCanDo.com. It should automatically bring you there. KetoCrisp.com. And you can use the code DannyG20 for 20% off the absolute best keto bars on the market. DannyG20 for 20% off. Adam, what's going on? Dan, we're on, buddy. <laughs> I think we did it. I think we did it. I think we made it happen.
1: You got it, my man. So great to uh, be on with you. Thanks so much.
0: Yeah, thank you. appreciate you uh, coming on the Bits of Gold podcast here. Excited to have you on today. Well, it's a
1: complete honor to be on with you, my man. I read some of your story and man, what you've overcome is absolutely incredible and so motivating and just touching and being able to help so many people is incredible what you're doing, so I'm just excited to be a little part of it. So thanks
0: Wow, that's awesome to hear i I appreciate that. I'm really stoked, excited to jump in, you know learn more about you, share your story, talk a lot about your adversities and just how you're building in both an incredible business and incredible life. so with that we can you know we can jump right into it. So appreciate just before, appreciate you working with me through all those technical difficulties. I know it could be a little bit tough sometimes with getting this uh, the, the software to work properly. So nonetheless, we're here now.
1: No problem. I'm not the most uh, technologically sound individual myself. So I always need a little oh. bit of help in that regard. So oh, thank awesome. you for being
0: patient and sticking with me. But Likewise, likewise. So let's jump right in. Super inspiring to read about your story, listen to you on some other podcasts as well. It's just such an inspiring, uplifting story. So, you know, I usually like to take these back to the beginning. So wherever the beginning starts for you, let's take it back before we even jump into your business. Wherever the beginning starts for you, let's let's start from there. Well,
1: I guess the beginning starts with my family and they, they were always such wonderful and incredible like starting point for me they knew that I was special, not because I was in the chair, but because of the person that sat in the chair. And they always instilled in me, it was about what I could do, not what I couldn't do. And I just wanted to be like everybody else. My older brother and my younger sister are my heroes. And my friends and my family are are the same. And it just came from a loving background where we would always be very supportive of what we were doing. And I was just so happy to be a part of life, you know, and to be here and to, to do my thing, just like everybody else. I I didn't see the wheelchair as an obstacle. I saw it as an opportunity to get out there and just enjoy life just like everybody else. You know, I just wanted to live and have fun and enjoy and see that every day was a gift, you know, and get out there and do my thing.
0: Mm, I love that. You know, I'm sure you've worked a lifetime to, you know, really craft and Own and live that message that each day is a gift. But I'm sure it wasn't without, you know, difficulties, especially at several points in your life. You know, you could feel it just in the few minutes that we're speaking here that you really wake up every single day and feel and live that each day is a gift. How do you get to
1: that point? It's a great question. And I guess I just get there because really for me, you know, to make an impact every day is an opportunity to be out there and connect with people and just. I don't know, I just was excited for every day to come, something new, to connect with somebody new, to have a new opportunity, a new challenge. Every day I try to, you know, get out of my comfort zone to improve myself, to make myself better. But it really is never about me, Dan. It's about how can I help others? How can I make an impact? How can I just be a a smiling board or, you know, show that positive attitude that whatever you're going through, we can get through it together. It's no secret sauce or I'm not out there trying to share some incredible message every day. I'm just trying to enjoy life just like everybody else.
0: Mm, I love that. So from a young age, I know you had mentioned your parents. You know, it sounds like you had some pretty incredible parents. They share this message with you around what you can do versus what you can't. What was it like growing up in your household? Like, what was the message that they were sharing with you, I guess, on a on a regular basis, that instilled that message in your life. Well,
1: really, my my older brother, you know, he's very athletic, very outgoing, and I just, you know, I wanted to be like him. He was my hero, and is my hero, and be like my parents that were loving and had so many friends come around, and we were just always doing fun things and just enjoying life to the fullest. And and I was just infatuated by that, and it was it was just fun to be around, and I just wanted to you know be like them and you know i was so happy for my brother to to be playing sports and i was his biggest fan cheering him on and nothing would make me more excited than watching him play in a game or doing an activity and and it was really me just being a cheerleader for everybody and that was my favorite part of this whole thing was just you know being a part i never wanted to feel left out and i always they always you know, inspired love and inspired, you know, positivity and just to get out there and do it. And that was really great. And really is at the crux of it, just love and support from your family and friends. I know I've I've said it a bunch and it really is simple. Just show love and have fun.
0: Got it. it. What was it like, I guess, you know, growing up, like, was that without challenge or did you just always sort of have this, you know, I'm going to focus on what I can do versus what I can or I understand that it was something that your your family, you know, helped instill in you and something that it sounds like, you know, you carry with you very much to this day. But growing up with cerebral palsy, how did you navigate that?
1: Well, it's a good question. I never knew anything else. You know, I've been I had cerebral palsy since birth. So I didn't know what it felt like to walk. I've never been able to walk and never really had, you know, that feeling of being able to walk. So I just Like we just figured out ways to navigate. I think in this business of having cerebral palsy, you've got to be creative, and you know, I was constantly looking at ways to figure out how to do things and 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 just just never giving up. Always thinking, "Well, I can do this. You know, I can figure out a way." For example, my brother got his driver's license at sixteen. I was going to get my driver's license at sixteen, and regardless of what it took, I just kept moving forward and just figured out a way because that looked like fun and looked like an opportunity for me Mm. you know the focus wasn't about me the focus was how can i get into the game of life and really just enjoy it you know and it was just my parents you know were always very supportive getting me the right technologies that i needed to be successful and we constantly look at okay you know, what's going to work here? How can we make this the best for Adam?
0: It was just what we did. Got it. I, I love that. I love something that you just said that I, I want to put some emphasis around, you know, just getting in the game of life. It sounds like that's sort of where you put your energy and your focus, the cards you were dealt or the cards you were dealt and you chose to focus on, uh, you know, very much like the motto on your LinkedIn, what you can do versus what, what you can't. But, you know, getting getting into the the game of life i don't i don't remember word for word exactly what you just said but i don't think i've ever heard that before but it's a really interesting concept or idea to think about you know how can you get in the game of life
1: that's really you know i look around and i see all these people that are having a great time that are with their family and friends and it look like fun to me and i i always just wanted to be a part like for example you know uh growing up in in high school, I loved basketball. I knew that I couldn't play, but I could be the manager and go to all the games and all the practices. And so that's what I did. I wore a uniform and I was ready for every game. And just like my teammates, I just wanted to, just wanted to be a part, just wanted to do my, my part to fit into, you know, because it, it looked like fun. And I loved cheering on my buddies and cheering out my friends. I just, looked at life and figured how can i fit in and how can i add value and that's all that i wanted to do was add value and to be loving and supporting to friends and family and just get in the game just don't focus again i never looked at life and said woe is me i looked at it as an opportunity and it's it's always worked out i mean i never really sat there and you know thought about it and dwelled on it i said you know what again these are the cards that i'm dealt. i'm gonna play with it and let's go you know it was never (laughs) i mean there's no secret sauce it's just you know i'm being me yeah
0: yeah i love that i mean it sounds like you're a special soul because you know a lot of people a lot of people who don't even live through you know maybe as many challenges or adversities you know, everyone's dealt their own their own cards that they have to navigate and are dealt with. But, uh, you know, some people aren't dealt necessarily as difficult of a hand and they don't wake up every day saying, how can I get in this game of life? And how am I going to make today, you know, a blessing, an amazing day, etc. So not everyone's walking around saying, you know, how can I make today the best day of my life? Or they are, but you know, they're not trying to really take that action necessarily to get them there.
1: Right. And I'm also a realist, Dan. I understand, like, not every day is going to be great, you know. And this year has been challenging for everyone, you know, being inside, you know, being isolated more than ever, you know, with COVID. So it doesn't come without challenges. But I I remember, you know, it brings me back to how lucky I am to have such a great family and a great support system with great friends. You know, and knowing that we're all going through this together and just trying to make the best out of a challenging uh, or a difficult situation.
0: Absolutely. Let's jump into a little bit regarding the business. How exactly does your business come about? Have you always been entrepreneurial? What's the story there?
1: Yeah, I've always been entrepreneurial and I've always loved to connect with people. About three years ago, back up a little bit, in 2016, I came out to help my brother rehab from a life-threatening injury. And he's doing great now. And, you you know, he, he's incredible. And he's always been in the marketing and branding business. And, you know, at the time, in 2017, I was about 75 pounds overweight. And I really needed to make a change. And, you know, being in a chair and being out here in Southern California, everybody was like... Adam, you got to check out this organization called Life Rolls On. They help people with special needs surf. And I'd never been surfing before in my life, but with the attitude, you know what, I'm going to try it. I want to, you know, I love to be involved. And I was so moved and so inspired by the athletes and the volunteers of the day. I said, you know, if I was in better shape, I could do more of these activities. So it was then where a light bulb went off. I said, you know what, I got to make a change to my diet. It wasn't that I was a snacker or just shoved my face with food. But, you know, when you're in a chair, you don't typically move around as much as somebody that's active, right? So I started concentrating on diet and exercise. And I got into the pool, you know, uh, six days a week. And and I I was working with my buddy in the pool. And he said, Adam, if you really want to make some changes, we really got to ramp up your diet. So, I started looking into what I was taking out of my body and putting into my body, and it was really based around the keto diet, which is low carb, low sugar, you know, optimal fats and so forth. And the weight just started coming off, and I was amazed by the progress that I had shown and, and how great I felt. And with my brother's marketing and background, I said, Why don't we see if we can create a keto bar or something related to keto? Because I'm not much of a cook, but, you know, I know if I needed something, there's probably others that needed the same thing. So we developed three flavors. We developed the almond butter, the chocolate raspberry, and the chocolate mint. And literally, Dan, I would go door to door, you know, at local grocery stores, and people loved the bars, and I would do demos and just, you know, start talking to people about the story and they would be excited about my progress and I would be excited to hear their story and just one thing snowball to another. And it, it's really been an incredible, incredible journey. Now, if you would have told me two years ago, three years ago, I'd be in the bar business. I would have told you you're crazy. You know, I come from <laughs> a financial background. I worked for Charles Schwab for 15 years and Never thought I'd be in the bar business, but I always love food and I love connecting with people. So I thought it was a great, great fit.
0: Is your brother involved in the business as well?
1: Yes. Yes, he certainly is. And it's it's been, you know, really a, a dream come true to work with my brother. Um, you know, he's been repping brands for about 25 years in that business. You got to go to a lot of trade shows and there's a lot of travel. So given the situation that I'm in, you know, back then it was, more challenging to travel. So I never thought that it was an avenue for me, although I always was passionate about wanting to be working with my brother, of course, never really had the opportunity. So this has been an incredible, incredible ride for both of us. And it's been super
0: exciting. In your bars, what's like the ingredient base? I understand they're keto, so they're high fat, but What's like the differentiator between some of the other bars in the marketplace?
1: Well, I would say the biggest differentiator is, um, you know, our taste and texture. We really focus on how do we make the bar taste great, you know, uh, with the chocolate chips or with the chocolate flavoring or or just the different ingredients that we put in the chicory root fiber, the, the butter, just the combination of flavors. And a lot of bars, you'll see similar ingredient panel, but the way that we have dispersed it and and built it and really focused on great taste and texture is where we think we have, you know, a, a nice advantage or not advantage, but really a nice innovative product,
0: if you will. Do you guys mainly sell online or it sounds like you guys also sell in stores?
1: Yes, we are currently in, we sell both in retail and online. And so, yeah, we're in Whole Foods. Southern California. We're in a couple we are in Wegmans. We are in HEB. We're gonna be going Whole Foods Global here in August. We're gonna be in Costco. So we are moving fast on the retail front and growing every day. And of course we're selling online as well. And really, really exciting. And we've got some other retailers lined up every day. So it's
0: it's great. That's awesome. I saw you just rolled out a new almond butter blackberry jelly i uh i'm excited to try that that one it looks it looks the pictures make me hungry
1: (laughs) yes yes um that's kind of a throwback to uh peanut butter and jelly we're very very excited about it and you know we feel very strongly about innovation and constantly coming up with new flavor concepts and then what we do is we roll it out to our you know our loyal customers and really get their feedback because One of the things that I'm really passionate about, and you can tell from the interview, is really connecting with the customer. And I really want this to be kind of like a family experience. You know, family has been so, so vital in our success for my brother, my sister, and myself. That The business is really like a family to us. It is a family to us. And and, and, and that's so important. That's why customer service is key. And just following up with people and reaching out to people and say, hey, we're here to help. What do you think about this? What are your thoughts here and there? And, and you know, just really connecting with customers is something we're very, very hyper focused on.
0: That, that's awesome. So let, let's take it a step back to focus a little bit more on before the business started. How much weight did you lose when you were when you started getting into the pool and started the keto diet? Well, you know, it's
1: really interesting. My whole life i tried certain diets and they never really worked. I don't know. I just, I I wanted to to get healthy. I mean, I I could just feel, you know, as you age, you just, you don't feel as good. So I just kept trying certain things. And I think the real opportunity was starting the exercise in the pool and then doing things that I always hoped, but I never knew would be, never thought would be possible, really. And so when I started to gain that confidence and momentum in the pool, I said, well, what more can I do? Because you're always looking to improve yourself every day. And if you're not improving yourself every day, then what are you doing? So then that's really when I, you know, dialed down and, and looked at the keto diet because it was great for people that don't typically exercise a whole lot or have the opportunity to move around, which because of the uniqueness of the position that I'm in, being in the chair. I wasn't able to move around as much as, say, you were the next person. So, you know, I, I religiously was, you know, following the, the keto-based lifestyle. I don't call it a diet. I call it a lifestyle. It's like learning a new language. So, uh, uh-huh. really, it, it's been incredible for me and obviously life-changing in many, many ways.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, when you when you started the business, I guess – I understand, you know, you sort of have this, this can do attitude and you make a plan. Do you have any thoughts around how are we going to do this? Or do you just jump right in? Because it sounds like you sort of just jumped head in first and started building the business.
1: Well, yeah, you kind of, ha- you have a plan, like in the back of your mind, how you want to, you know, envision it two years down the road, three years down the road, whatever, like a master plan. But really, in order to get started, you really just have to dig in and, take it day by day. So literally, I'd plan out my day by going to the store. And then as we got into more retailers, I would go and do demos every day and then highlight things on social media. And then, you know, as we grew, we were able to hire a CEO that really had retail and CPG experience. It has been extremely helpful, but the mentality of just going out there and doing it really you know, kind of grassroots was really at the crux of the success of it all. And then going to trade shows and meeting people. And obviously, my brother's experience and background working with brands was extremely helpful in kind of guiding the ship, especially in the beginning. But we knew we had a great product that customers liked and added value. And if you're checking those boxes, you have an opportunity, but nothing beats hard work. And and just going out there and doing it you know putting yourself out there and getting in front of store managers and getting it doing these different events i remember being on the street corner just setting up a booth and giving out bars i'm constantly giving out bars left and right you would think that i would have like three or four keto crisp bars every day but i'd much rather give them to people and let them try it than have me eat the whole stock
0: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely so you're building the business and like, I guess, where do you, where do you see the business going in the next three, five years? What's your vision for where you want to take the business now that obviously you're building something that is gaining a lot of traction and growing day by day?
1: Well, you know, to be honest, I want Keto Chris to be a household name. I want the Can Do Company to be a household name that comes out with healthy and innovative products. Our motto is we inspire and empower people to live healthier lifestyles each and every day. So right now we're really hyper focused on, you know, bars and, and making the greatest tasting bars and adding nutritional value, but there there's a lot of innovation to be had out there. So we constantly wanna look at that and continue to provide great products for, for our customers and really wanna expand on the can do model because everybody has a can do story in them and we wanna highlight that. I think it's really important and really fun.
0: Were you working at like when you first started? Were you all in, or were you working another job? What what was like your personal work setup like at that point?
1: In the beginning, like we've been working on the bar concept since 2017, and we, I would just go into the office every day and kind of think about how we're going to build it, what partnerships we're going to use to create the bar, working with research and development. So there's a ton of preparation that goes into. You know every aspect of it you know you really have to you know understand the back end mechanics of how to build it and how supply chain works and all the little details so there was a lot of preparation involved as you can imagine, and a lot of sample we I remember in fact today and our uh, team call that we had, I remember you know, just sitting in my brother's office, our office, and just sampling bars left and right. No, this isn't going to work. Let's add a little bit (laughs) more to this. Let's take a little bit of this out. Let's do this. Let's do that. So, you know, there's a lot of trial and error. And, but, you know, again, at the base of it, we want to just create great, great tasting products and just continuing to connect with the customer. And, just kind of we don't need to reinvent the wheel here we just
0: need to ride on it so well that's a great mission to, to stand by i'd love to talk a little bit more about i guess beyond the physical challenges that you know you've persevered through you know i read about some of the the more heartbreaking things that you've been dealt in your life uh, around cancer and loss are you open to talking about some of those things
1: absolutely you know um unfortunately we lost our dad in 2011 to cancer and- And then in 2015, I lost my wife to cancer as well. On our one-year anniversary, she wasn't feeling well, and we went to the doctor. And turns out that she had leukemia, and she battled for three years and unfortunately lost her battle in 2015. And as you know, dealing with cancer yourself and adversity with your parents, and so sorry to hear that and to read about that as well you know, it's something you never get over. You you move forward. You don't move on. But what gets me through is the incredible memories that we had together and that Rachel, my wife, allowed me to love her the way that she deserved to be loved. What breaks my heart every day is that she didn't have the opportunity to live her life to the fullest. But when she was here, she made an incredible impact. She was a true inspiration to everyone knew her and loved her and my job as her husband and her best friend was you know during that time to be there every day and to make life as comfortable for her and as enjoying for her as possible and, and that was my only goal at the time was to take care of her and to give her the best and you know you can't put into words how tough it is you know what it's like you know
0: having a yeah. lost-
1: Your parents, I can't even
0: imagine. I'm so sorry, obviously, to hear about the losses that you faced, and you certainly hit the nail on the head. There's really no words, you know. I guess, you know, as it relates to moving forward, even through that, how did you navigate those losses? And it's so admirable and inspiring, just even starting the call, hearing about, how you've lived and have built this incredible life being born with cerebral palsy and uh, having this really this like can do you're going to focus on what I can do versus what I can't i mean i even want to go backwards a step you know to what you said how can i just get in the game of life i just think there's like so much incredible value in in that sentiment just because there will always be you know those unknown trials and tribulations that life will throw our way. You know, I always say that hardship or adversity, it comes at some point in everyone's life. You know, it might, it might start earlier for others it might come later for others. But at some point, you know, it's, it's a guarantee that an individual will face very challenging and times that are going to, you know, push them or change their perspective or make them reevaluate, you know, life. And in many ways, even this last year for, you know, the entire world, you know, we've been put on pause to a great degree as we've navigated COVID. I sort of view that as this last year like COVID has been like a punch in the face to everyone in, in some ways. But I guess how how did you navigate those losses specifically?
1: It's a good question. If I'm being honest, I don't really have like this whoa moment. I just you know, I I guess I leaned on family and friends. It's incredibly tough and as I I sit here and think about the question. I, I say to myself, man, I can't believe, you know, and I'm listening to your story and just so touched. I want to ask you, like, how you got through it. <laughs> I don't know. I, one thing that I learned was that life doesn't stop just because a tragedy happens. Like, you want you want to put it on pause so you can catch your breath, but there's no, like, pause button.
0: Yeah. You, you
1: know, it's it's just... I don't know if you felt the same way, but it is like, I don't know. I mean, I picked up the game of tennis during my wife, you know, becoming ill. And that was a great outlet for me. Always being close to my family, reaching out to my friends. I guess I had a great support. I know I have a great support system, but, and I I realized that life is unfair and I'm not mad at that. 'Cause I don't have control over that. But you said something very interesting which is so true. You know, that you as long as you can control your outcome, then then that's all you can do. And as long as you're at peace with yourself, then everything will be will work itself out, if that makes sense. You know, it's just there's no like I don't know, like so I'm not a real deep religious guy, but I, I believe that You know, in life, somebody knew that I could handle this situation. So
0: just embrace it, I guess. Embrace the cards you're dealt and you just sort of make the best of what opportunity you're given. And in this case, you know, the opportunity around life.
1: Right. Tell me, how how did you get through it? Specifically with
0: loss, I don't think you really ever do get through it. I think there's like that famous line that goes, you don't move on, you move forward. And, you know, I, I really resonate with that because I think that in so many ways, there's a lot of truth to that. The way that I sort of view loss is that you sort of have all these wounds that are under your clothes, you know, no one can see them. And after some time, the wounds sometimes they just never fully close. Sometimes they're very wide. And sometimes they're, you know, very, very small, and the pain's a lot less. And sometimes the pain's a lot more depending on maybe what's going on in your life, etc. But I like to use that Analogy, I think also that it's under your clothes because like you said, you want to take a pause in your life, but life keeps going. And I found even, and I have also like an incredible support system with friends and family, but in many ways, life does just keep going. And the people or the person that you've lost, they're always, you know, somewhere in your mind, but they become less and less, maybe top of mind or the constant conversation you know, maybe with your friends or your family isn't always about the person you lost. You know, I, I say that with the, that it's underneath your clothes, because I think that one of the tougher things, I think, and there's, you know, obviously many challenges with loss, but one of the tougher things is that a lot of your friends and family, typically life does move on and life does move forward. Even as I think through like my own parents, life just keeps moving forward. And maybe sometimes you're really feeling a lot of pain, or, you know, you really, really miss that person. But unless you're going to tell your friends or your family or support system, it's not top of mind, maybe for that other person, or you're just not constantly talking about that person that you lost sometimes. And I think that's why, you know, I say it's, it's underneath your clothes. It's not like, you know, you have this big wound on your forehead that everyone is thinking, oh, it's been three years. And now, uh, you know, Adam's moved moved on with his life. He has this exciting business, but you know, I'm sure you still deeply miss your wife, your dad, etc. Of
1: course, every single day, especially now that we've started the bar, I, it just my brother and I have this conversation about every day. You know how excited Dad would be and to get these purchase orders from these retailers and to see our business grow the way that it has he He's up there, you know, going crazy and so excited and you know he he was this bigger than life personality and I just my my wife rachel she would be she's laughing up there because she knows she always wanted me to run for politics for a political position <laughs> because she knew that I was so good with people and to be able to to do this and put it all together is really incredible and you know, it's been so enjoyable to chat with you and to to kind of to go down memory lane, if you will, and discuss these. You know, a lot of times I'm so busy in my li- life and, you know, it's good to reflect.
0: Yeah, ab- absolutely. Well, you know, it's it's definitely an interesting – because you, you turned the question back on me and you asked me sort of how I navigated. But it is an interesting thing because I had a friend recently who called me. And he's dealing with a, a messy breakup. And he said, how do you deal with hard things? And, you know, how do you move forward from hard things? And I really had a tough time giving him an answer other than you just do. Um, you know, because sometimes I know, you know, in many ways that's that's blunt. And
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> you're exactly right. You just do. Sometimes there's no words. Like, and sometimes, like, I don't know. You just do what you, you got to do. I remember there were a lot of difficult decisions that had to be made and just things that it's just crazy. You just do it. I don't know.
0: Yeah. You know, obviously just telling someone who's going through something hard, you just will get through it. Isn't necessarily the most caring or supportive or from like a bedside manner standpoint, you know, the, the best advice, but in many ways, it is sort of just the truth. And, you know, like, again, you know, I just, I just really love, the motto that you have on your, your LinkedIn page, you know, you just focus on what you can do versus the things that you can't. And that is sort of how you do get through those, those difficult things, focusing on what you can do now as a result of the situation you, that you're in, as opposed to focus on all the whys or the what-ifs, et hmm
1: Exactly right. I mean, the, you know, I've always said that spending time on thinking about what was me, that's just a waste of time. You know, because you can't control that. Like, I can't control the fact that I have cerebral palsy. You can't control that your parents passed away. And we've talked about that, but, but it's the truth. But you can control, you know, how you react to that. And fortunately, you know, through outside support of family and friends, we have the ability and, you know, through support, Anybody that's going through a tough time, there are so many people that want to help and empathize with what somebody's going through. And don't feel like you're alone because you're not alone in this world. We're all here to help you. It's, Absolutely. I don't know where I'd be without my family and friends. would be nowhere. It wouldn't be me. Mm. I'm grateful every day for that.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Adam. Well, we could start to wrap up this episode. I usually like to end all these episodes with the same question for every guest. You know, and I think we'll get a great response from you. You know, what would be your advice to someone regarding how they can build a life they love? Just
1: surround yourself with loving, positive people and just take every day, be grateful for the day and try not to put too much pressure on yourself. I know that's easier said than done, but you want to. Uh, Set yourself up for success. Uh, never bite off more than you can chew as much as possible. I know, again, that's easier said than done, but kind of evaluate where you are. But the most important thing, do what makes you happy. Because when you're happy, it just snowballs and leads to other happy things. And you find, you know, like this aura about you that, you know, things will come around and things will you know feel better and the sun will shine and just you know i'm a big believer in in those kinds of things attitude is everything
0: mm. so
1: you know i always say that you know not every day is going to be great but if you have six days that you can take a positive situation from something you're doing pretty good so you know just take it slow be patient with yourself and just have fun and enjoy life and tell
0: people you love them and,
1: you know, and, and just be grateful for the day.
0: I love that, Adam. Well, where can people find you or find out more information on your business if they want to reach out or buy your product?
1: Sure. You can certainly visit us at uh, com. You can reach me on Instagram, Adam Bremen, A-D-A-M-B-R-E-M-E-N. And you can also find me on LinkedIn under my name as well. And, you know, I'm always available. Adam at com is a great way. And I'm so happy and so honored to be on the show and to be a guest. Dan, I love hearing about your story and, and following it. And I love what you're doing. And it was a real honor today. Thank you so much.
0: Awesome. Well, Adam, thanks so much for coming on the show. and sharing your incredibly inspiring story and i'm super pumped to try these almond butter blackberry jelly bars
1: (laughs) no problem i'm gonna get your address and send you some for sure
0: awesome okay well thanks so much adam we'll be in touch you got it buddy thanks so much appreciate it thank you Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Bits of Gold podcast. This was one of my favorite episodes yet. Adam's story is just, you know, so many times throughout this episode, I felt beyond grateful for my life, beyond grateful for Adam, having the courage to share his story via this platform, share his story so openly and discuss some incredibly difficult personal stories and how he's committed to focusing on what he can do versus what he can and building an incredible life, an incredible business. Once again, check out his website, ketocrisp.com, ketocrisp.com, and use the code DANNYG20 for 20% off. DANNYG20 for 20% off. I love your podcast. This the gold. This is where it's at.